everyone, welcome back to my podcast. Those are just some ASMR triggers I found. And today, we are reading a book again. I think from now on, we're going to read this book until we finish. Well, I want to finish this book, and then we can move on to, like, other things. So, yeah. I'll try to read longer than usual on this episode. Okay? So, let's start there. Inspiring quote, and then we can start reading. So, today's quote. This might be a repeat, but... I think it's a good one, so we'll say it again anyway if it's a repeat. Success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. Winston S. Churchill. Or, you might know him as Winston Churchill. Now, without further ado, let's get on with our book. And if you weren't here, it's Nancy Drew and the Clue Clue Ticket Trouble. Now, this is where we um, were last time. I need you to cut off a few pieces of string for me while I inflate a new yellow balloon. Mr. Drew handed Nancy a ball of brown twine and a pair of scissors. He showed her how long to make the pieces. I need to tie up the new balloon for the next person who wants to play the game. Mr. Drew scratched his head. The funny thing is, I swear I cut up a whole bunch of string pieces just before Susie took her turn. He looked down at the the bright blue countertop. I thought I put them here on the counter. Then he looked inside his apron pocket, pulling out some torn tickets and a handful of flat balloons. Mr. Drew shook, Mr. Drew shook his head. I've been so busy I probably thought I cut up the string but didn't actually do it. Bess and George helped Nancy as she cut a piece of string for her dad. Mr. Drew blew up a balloon, took the string, and tied the balloon to the board. Then Nancy cut a few extra pieces for him. Mr. Drew took the pieces and put them in his apron pocket. Thanks, putting pie. Now I'll be able to put up balloons when I need to. He tapped the front of the pocket before going back to working to work taking tickets, ripping them in half, and handing out darts. We need to talk to Susie, Beth said, getting back to business. Where'd she go? Beth realized that while Nancy had been cutting string, Susie had wandered away. Just then, Ned came rushing up to the dart booth. Did you find my tickets? He asked, he asked Nancy and the clue clue. Nancy was sorry to have to tell Ned that they hadn't found his tickets yet. She opened her notebook and took out her pencil. We still have one more suspect to interview. I thought we had two suspects, Beth said, leaning in and correcting Nancy. We are about to interview Susie. Now, I'm sure that we now only have one suspect left. Nancy replied, Susie didn't take Ned's tickets. She drew a line through Susie's thing. What? Bess and George said it at the same time. 
Matthew closed her notebook and explained. When I was holding Susie's tickets, I checked them out. All her tickets were plain yellow. Were plain yellow. There wasn't any writing on the back. Susie wanted to win a stuffed, stuffed bear so badly. I thought she nabbed Ned's ticket so that she could get extra chances. I was sure we solved this mystery, but I was wrong, said George. I guess we'd better go find Natalie. She's our last suspect. What if Natalie didn't take my tickets? Ned asked. What will the crew, clue crew do then? We'll start looking for more clues, Nancy told him. Don't worry, Ned. We'll, we won't let you down. I totally believe that you, you will solve this mystery. Ned looked around the carnival. It was getting late and people were already starting to head home for the evening. But can you hurry up? The festival is almost over. Chapter 7 Tall Teacher Here, Ned, Nancy said, carefully ripping off one of her own tickets. Do you want to get some popcorn? You could eat it while we interview Natalie. I think I should just come with you, Ned suggested, just in case she really did take them. He he looked at Nancy seriously. I've seen situations exactly like this on TV. The thieves always try to run away. I could be your backup. Nancy smiled. Thanks for the offer, but we aren't going to accuse Natalie of stealing. The clue crew interviews suspects and looks for clues. We never just march up and blame someone. She might might be our last suspect, but right now all we're going to do is ask for a few questions. Then we process the information and discuss the possibilities, George added. That's why solving mysteries isn't a quick business. Hopefully Natalie will provide the information we need to solve this mystery, Beth said, still hugging the bear she won at the baseball booth. Wow, Ned exclaimed. I didn't realize that detective work took so much thinking. It seems kind of hard the way you explain it. It's not hard when you know what you're doing, Nancy said with a grin. Well then, Ned took the yellow ticket from Nancy. I'll leave Natalie's interview to the professionals. I'm not hungry, so I'll take this ticket over to the arcade and throw three baseballs at milk jugs instead. Good luck, said Nancy. Then, before Ned walked away, she added, I'll let you know if, I mean, when we solve the mystery. Great, Ned replied. Then, after a short pause, he continued. This is the last ticket I'm boring. He held up the ticket Nancy had given him. If you don't find my ticket soon, I'm going home. Ned was still having a pretty good time. But Nancy could tell that if they didn't find his ticket soon, he was going to go home feeling sad that he missed a lot of the festival fun. We'd better hurry and talk to Natalie, Nancy said, and then told Ned that they would move as fast as they could. Don't forget, Ned called after them as the girls strode off. If you need backup, I'll be at the baseball throwing booth using Bess's tips and Nancy's ticket to win a bear. He laughed. You might be good at solving mysteries, but I'm a super fast runner. And a good defensive tackle. The girls were still giggling at the idea that the clue crew might need backup when they realized they were wandering around the festival aimlessly. 
They actually had no idea where to find Natalie, and in the confusion of Ned rushing up to them at the dark booth, they'd lost track of Susie as well. So much for hurrying to solve this mystery, Beth moaned. We can't even find our number one suspect. I wonder if Susie was going to meet up with her, George remarked. I bet if we followed Susie, she'd have led us straight to Natalie. We're going to have to search out Natalie a different way, Nancy said, standing on her tiptoes and peering through the crowd. I wish I could see farther. Suddenly, Nancy's voice dropped, and she got that far-off look in her eyes. Don't zone out again. George gave Nancy a a shoulder shake. We prom- oh, George gave Nancy's shoulder a little shake. We promised Ned we'd move quickly. I wasn't zoning. Nancy blinked twice to clear her head. Well, maybe just a little. She smiled. I was thinking about how we could see a bigger area of the festival. We could get back on the roller coaster, Beth suggested. We could see everything from the top. We don't have to wait in line, said Nancy, pointing at the big... Oh, sorry. We don't have time to wait in line, said Nancy, pointing at the big crowd of kids waiting for the ride. Or I could ask that annoying crow for a lift. George pointed... George pointed at the crow, who was now perched on the back of the nearby bench. Nancy noticed that the crow had something in its mouth. She inched Chloe to get a closer look and saw a bit of white fluff hanging from the bird's beak. Interesting, she thought. I bet the crow has a bird's eye view from way up there. George began to laugh at her own joke. Nancy smiled and shook her head. I have an idea. Come on. She she led her friends through the festival grounds back over by the chili cook-off. Mr. Wilson, Nancy cried out as they approached their gym teacher. Mr. Wilson was standing on his tall stilts. He wasn't juggling small balls anymore. He, had sti- he still had the soccer ball going from hand to hand, but now he also had three butter knives spinning with it. Way to go, Mr. W. George applauded as the knives slipped through the air. Without breaking his groove, Mr. Wilson waited until the right hand was free, then waved at George. Very tricky, Beth remarked as he caught a knife that, with that same hand an instant before it dropped away. Did you go solve your mystery? Mr. Wilson asked. Not yet, re- replied Nancy. Remember how you said we could come ask you for help if we needed it? Sure, the teacher said. But what can I do for you from way up here? We're looking for Natalie Coleman, Nancy told him. Can you pe- can you peer over the crowd and find her for us? Mr. Wilson scanned the festival grounds while still juggling with perfect timing. He looked left, then right, then turned around and looked left and right. Finally, he declared, Natalie is with Susie. Park and Dale to Shannon on the tilt whirl. He pointed with the knife, showing the clue crew exactly what where they needed to go. Thanks a million, Beth told Wil- Mr. Wilson. You're welcome, Mr. Wilson said, suddenly stumbling. He didn't fall off his stilts, but the soccer ball dropped out of his juggling, bouncing to the ground. In an instant, 
George swept the ball up and quickly tossed it back into his left hand just before, um, sorry, just as she had before. Now it's my turn to thank you, said Mr. Wilson with a smile. We're even, George told their teacher. The girls hurried off to find Natalie at the Tilt-A-Whirl. And I'm going to continue reading. Um, well, I'm going to start chapter 8 next time, and it's called Torn Teddy. So if you think about it, that chapter, um, chapter 7, before chapter 8, I think you might be able to make a connection to the um, chapter is called Torn Teddy. So think about that while you wait for the next episode to come out. Thank you for listening to um, well, this episode. And I hope you have a great day. Goodbye. Oh, wait, or a great night, or evening, or afternoon, whatever time it is for you. Bye-bye.